Today, we're going to talk about living on purpose. Um, today, we're going to break down four verses on purpose. And I've got my cup of tea here beside me, so let's get started. Let's dive into John 15, verses 8 through 11. The vine and the branches. Imagine a lush vineyard bathed in warm sunlight, the sweet scent of ripening grapes, hanging on a sturdy vine that cascades their way across the ground. This is the image Jesus uses in John 15, verses 8 through 11, to illustrate the beautiful and vital relationship between himself and his followers. Verse 8, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Jesus starts by highlighting the purpose of this connection. We are like branches on the vine. We're meant to bear fruit, to do good works, to show acts of love, and to live a life that reflects Jesus' teachings. This brings glory to God, the owner of the vineyard, and shows the whole world who we belong to. Verse 9, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Here, Jesus reveals the depth of his love for us. It's as deep and boundless as the love he receives from his Father. Then he invites us to remain in his love, urging us to stay connected to him just like a branch stays connected to the vine. Verse 10, If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. Staying in this love isn't passive. It requires action, following the commandments Jesus gave us. These aren't burdens, but pathways to keep us close to him and to guide us towards a fruitful life. Verse 11, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. The ultimate outcome of this connection is joy, Jesus' joy. The joy of being one with the Father overflows into us when we stay connected to Him. And this joy, not a fleeting feeling, but a deep and abiding contentment becomes our own. In simple terms, think of yourself as a grape on the vine. The more connected you are to the vine, the more nutrients you receive. The sweeter and juicier you become. This pleases the vinekeeper, God, and shows everyone you're part of his vineyard. Jesus loves you deeply, and he wants you to stay close to him like a branch firmly attached to the vine. Following his teachings strengthens and con connection, I'm sorry, Following his teachings strengthens this connection and leads to a life overflowing with joy, both for him and for you. So remember, this passage isn't about earning God's love or salvation through good works. It's about the natural result of a close relationship with Jesus, where love for him inspires us to live a life that pleases him. The vine and the branch, branches imagery is just one way to understand our relationship with Christ. 
There are many other metaphors and concepts throughout the Bible that shed light on this beautiful connection. The next verse we're going to go over is Proverbs 29, verses 18. And I'm reading out of the NLT version. When people do not accept God's guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. The importance of guidance. It emphasizes the importance of God's guidance in our lives. Without it, we may stray down the wrong path and make poor choices. Without guidance, we go wild is an easier way to say it. Imagine driving a car without a map or a GPS. You might end up wandering aimlessly, taking wrong turns, and ultimately feeling lost and frustrated. This verse, in simpler terms, is saying something similar about the life. So some of our key points are, without vision, people perish. This vision can be interpreted as a clear sense of direction in life. Without something to guide us, we can easily stray away from the right path and make poor choices. Cast off restraint. When we lack guidance, we might throw all caution to the wind, ignoring rules and morals and responsible behavior, and this can lead to chaos and harm both for ourselves and for others. But he that keepeth the law, he is happy. However, if we choose to follow the wise principles, the godly teachings, we will experience happiness and fulfillment, purpose and ultimately contentment. Think of it this way. Imagine two boats, one adrift with no sail or rudder, the other sailing steadily with a map and compass. The first boat is tossed around by the waves, unsure of where it's going, while the second one glides towards its destination. Proverbs 29.18 encourages us, encourages us to be the second boat, guided by biblical values and principles that help us to navigate the uncertainties of life. The next verse is Ephesians 1 verses, <coughs> excuse me, 11. Further, because we are united with Christ, we received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Here's a breakdown of the verse in some simpler terms. United with Christ, this means that we are connected to Jesus through faith, becoming part of his family. Inheritance from God. We receive blessings and promises from God as his children. We were chosen in advance. God selected us to be part of his plan before we were even born. God's plan. Everything that happens in life is ultimately part of God's overarching purpose. So in layman's terms, imagine you were adopted into a wealthy family. You receive all the benefits and privileges of being part of that family, even though you weren't born into it. Similarly, when we were united with Christ, we become part of God's family and receive His blessings. God had a plan for us even before we were born, and everything happens in our lives fits into that plan, even if we don't always understand it. Here's a little bit more of an insight. The original Greek word for inheritance can also mean destiny or purpose. 
This verse reminds us that God has a specific purpose for each of us. The phrase, according to his plan, doesn't imply that we have no free will. We can still make choices and live our lives freely, but they ultimately contribute to God's bigger picture. Ephesians 1.11 is a message of hope and guidance. It tells us that we are loved, chosen, and have a purpose in God's grand plan. The core message is of belonging, and that's belonging to God's family and having a future full of this promise. The next verse we're going to go over is Psalm 16, verses 5 through 11. This is about a cup overflowing with God's goodness. Imagine holding an exquisite glass made of sparkling crystal, not just any glass, but one crafted from sparkling gold, brimming with the most exquisite wine imaginable. This is the image David used in the Psalms, 16 verses 5 through 11 to describe his relationship with God, a relationship overflowing with blessings and security. Verses 5 through 6 say, The Lord is my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. David proclaims God is his portion in his cup, meaning everything he needs for fulfillment and joy. His inheritance, or life with God, is not just good, it's beautiful, surpassing any earthly possession. Verse 7 says, I will bless the Lord who counsels me. Even at night my heart instructs me. David acknowledges God's constant guidance both through external counsel and his own inner intuition. Even in the darkness of night, God's presence is a source of wisdom and direction. Verses 8 and 9, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With Him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. David's focus is constantly on God, like a sailor being led by the North Star. This unwavering focus brings unwavering security, making his heart glad and his body dwelling secure. Verses 10 and 11, For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. David expresses absolute trust in God's protection, knowing he won't let him see corruption or death. God reveals the path of life to him, leading to a present filled with fullness of joy and a future filled with the pleasures forevermore. In simpler terms, think of God as your overflowing cup, never empty, constantly refilling your joy, your purpose, and your security. He guides you through life's darkness, protects you from harm, and reveals the path to ultimate fulfillment. With Him at your side, your heart sings, your body rests, 
and your future brims with endless joy. Last, we're going to talk about Ephesians 5, verses 8 through 18. Ephesians 5, 8 through 18 is a beautiful and rich passage focusing on how to live as followers of Christ. And here's a breakdown in layman's terms. Imagine Christians as the children of the light, living in a world often covered in darkness. This passage calls them to embrace their identity and live accordingly. In verses 8 and 9, For you were once darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. In simple terms, you were once lost and without purpose. But now, through Christ, you are filled with God's light. Live a life that reflects this change, displaying goodness, righteousness, and truth in everything you do. Verses 10 and 11. Find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. In simple terms, seek to understand what makes God happy and actively pursue it. Don't participate in the sinful actions of the world, but instead bring them to light through your own righteous living. Verses 12 through 14. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. In simple terms, some things are wrong. When you bring wrongdoings to light, they lose their power over you. By acting in the light, they become a source of light for others. Verses 15 through 17, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, Do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. In simple terms, live cautiously and wisely, making the most of every moment, as the world can be a challenging place. Don't be reckless, but seek to understand God's will and purpose for your life. Verse 18, And do not be drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery, Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your hearts to the Lord. In simple terms, avoid things that intoxicate and cloud your judgment. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, expressing your joy and faith through worship, singing, and heartfelt connection with God and others. In simple terms, live as a shining example of Christ's love and truth in a world that often falls short. Seek goodness, avoid darkness, and let your life be a beacon of light and inspiration for others. Your life has meaning. You are wanted and loved by God. You are needed by people. God has given you specific gifts and callings. When you pursue them, you help people and experience true fulfillment. May today be the day that you decide to draw a line in the sand and choose to pursue 
God's call on your life. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. I want to share something simple yet powerful with you. Life can be tough, full of ups and downs, but there's always hope. This hope comes from Jesus. Choosing to follow him changes everything. It's not just about what happens after we leave this world. It's about finding peace and your purpose right now. If your heart is looking for more, that's Jesus inviting you into a life filled with love and peace. He says, come to me, all who are tired and carry heavy loads, and I will give you rest. It's a call to start the most important journey of your life. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.